Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. We're not talking just playoffs. We're talking about winning the AFC West today. A notion that seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much after a 1-5 start, it, people would have called it crazy even before the season started when the Broncos were tied with the Chiefs with 0-0. Zero and zero. But certainly after a 1-5 start. But it's not that crazy now. We're going to break it down. Got Ryan Koningsberg in the house, Todd Davis, and Zach Stevens. We got you here behind the mic as well, uh, or behind the camera as well. He's got a mic on. But uh, how crazy is this notion? Are we are we too crazy for talking about it today? We're a little crazy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, but we got to talk about it because there is a possibility, even if it's small. Um, I think we started with a small possibility to make the playoffs, and now we're at, I think, 40%. So... I'm almost, almost in there. Um, I definitely think we'll make the playoffs. So let's talk about it. Why not? Anything can happen. Chiefs aren't miracles or they don't look miraculous right now. They definitely not. Uh, can't even get lined up on side. So <laughs> having some problems over there. So let's talk about it. I have been waiting all week to say this. Oh, <laughs> And I'm going to one up the talk of winning the division. Get ready to clip it. I think the Broncos can win the Super Bowl. Whoa! And I'm being so serious. Now, some things would have to fall their way. But look at this NFL. The NFL is weak. And so over the last seven weeks, the Broncos have been the best team in the NFL, or at least one of the top two right next to the 49ers. Uh, And I don't remember when the 49ers losing streak stopped and their winning streak started. Um, But you can definitely make the argument the Broncos are the best team over the last seven weeks, which means they're the best team in the NFL right now, which means everything is possible. Absolutely everything. They can win the division. They can make the playoffs and they can win the Super Bowl because the AFC especially is extremely weak this year. And so I'm not saying they're going to, but it's time to start talking about the fact that they can. Mm, and the mm. AFC is as up for grabs as you're ever going to find a conference at any point in the season because right now you have the Dolphins in second place in the entire AFC. What did they just do this week? Lost to the Titans. In uh, the first time in 768 games that a team had a 14-point lead with three minutes to go and lost the game. You know what they also did this week? What? Players only meeting. Ah, (laughs) You know what that means, Todd. Exactly. (laughs) It's going down. (laughs) But then sometimes, isn't there a bounce back for one week after a players only meeting? Maybe. And they weren't able to have that bounce back. So what's that really tell you? Well, no, they had that after the game. Oh, they had it after the Mm -hmm. game. Ah, Todd, what's a players only meeting look like? Um, It's a meeting where guys finally get real with one another. Like most of the season, you kind of like 
sweep things under the rug, whether the offense isn't playing well, the defense needs to step it up, whatever it may be. Those players are the only meeting, man. I think everything comes to light. You either like it or you don't. You may throw hands once or twice, but <laughs> it all, it's all in the open now. Is it? Do you just not feel? Do players not feel that one hundred percent comfortable doing it when there's coaches around? Yeah, yeah, because you always feel like you're going to be judged for kind of what you say and how you kind of like critique your teammates. It's all out of love, and we're all here to win. But sometimes coaches can't get in the way of like, you know, being able to hear truths about the guys that they coach. And you could see the frustration boiling. In fact, your former teammate Bradley Chubb was uh, was really upset, clearly, during the game on the sideline. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's just upset at himself. Yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> he missed a sack. He missed yeah, sack. that's yeah. true. Uh, anyways, I know that it sounds crazy. And it's because you're basing it off of what... Logic. A Super Bowl... <laughs> what a Super Bowl team normally looks like. Yeah. Uh, and to this point, the Broncos haven't yet looked that good. But... I don't think the team that wins the Super Bowl this year, unless it's the 49ers, is going to look like what you traditionally think a Super Bowl team looks like. And to be honest, even the 49ers, no one envisions Brock Purdy winning a Super Bowl uh -huh. going into this season. Now, obviously, Kyle Shanahan, you know, uh, changes things. But if you remember, like, it wasn't even first. It was considered, like, kind of crazy when Kyle Shanahan announced him as a starter, like, almost right after the season. So this, this NFL is not your father's NFL. This is a very different NFL this year. And especially in the AFC, the Broncos can beat every team. And honestly, I think if you were to go around and ask people, the only team that you would say, I just don't know if the Broncos could beat them would be the 49ers. There's no guarantee that the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. What happened the last time the Broncos played the 49ers? What happened the last? Oh, they won on they Sunday won. Night Football. They, they, they won. Now, obviously the 49ers have a different quarterback. The Broncos have a different head coach. The Broncos yeah. are going in a very different direction. So it's crazy. That feels like decades ago that that game was played. It was just last year. I mean, yeah. for the most part, the nucleus is of both teams are the same. Okay, now we can get back on track to what no, you no, wanted no, no. to no, talk let, about. No, let, no, let's, let's continue to go <laughs> okay, down this sure. road a little bit because you say you, you think the Broncos should be considered a Super Bowl contender? Yes, absolutely. What does that mean? What's a Super Bowl contender? A team that you can envision winning the Super Bowl. That has a legitimate chance to be in the Super Bowl race. So it doesn't mean that you're saying they are going to win the Super Bowl. No. It means that they're in the conversation, right? And I think they should be, yes. And, and so to your point, though, you don't have to pick Arizona. Would the Broncos beat the 49ers in a Super Bowl to be a Super Bowl contender? You, you don't have to do that. It's mm -hmm. just, um, could you see them getting there? And what? who is in the conversation right now? Exactly. And so you start 49ers. with the AFC, right? Yes. Okay, so we'll start with the AFC. Okay, well, we'll start with the AFC. Ravens. Ravens, number one seed. Yeah. Um, they are by far the best team in the AFC right now. They're on a three-game win streak. They've won seven of their last eight games. They're the only team in the AFC hotter than the Broncos in terms of, like, you look at the past six, eight games. Broncos, six and one in their past seven. Ravens can top that. They're seven and one in their past eight. So we'll give it to them. But they're the number one seed, uh -huh. yeah. so that's not that's not crazy. Let me just ask you this really quick about the Ravens: if they won, would that feel like a traditional Super Bowl winner to you? Um, uh, not necessarily. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a good defense. Offense has been on and off, um, but they haven't felt like really the front runner. Well, I guess Lamar was in the conversation for the MVP to kind of start the season, mm -hmm. but not traditionally. No. Yeah, feel to me it would it would feel like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, their time just came around, like. It kind of the, the the planets aligned for them. Well, and why when you look at the Ravens specifically, they've won. Lamar's won one playoff game mm -hmm. in his career, so there is still a lot of doubt of okay, yep. well, can he do it consistently to get to a Super Bowl? Yep. So then you have the Dolphins. They're the number two seed right now. They just lost an, an awful game, yep. which they shouldn't have lost. They have not beat a team with a winning record when they've played them. So a lot of questions on if they're real. They're the number two seed. The number three seed are the Broncos. Like one of the Dolphins' best wins. If not the oh, best, probably yeah, the by best far. for sure. For sure. Yes. It didn't look like well, putting, it initially. No, well, putting no, no, the no. score aside, putting the score aside, just the fact that right. they beat the Broncos is that like one of their strongest wins on their schedule? Well, as oh. it stands right now, they're the only team with a winning record that the Bron that the Dolphins have beat, and the Broncos didn't have a winning record when they beat them. So there you but go. Yes, yeah, so it is so absolutely by like strength of schedule. Yes. That's their strongest one. One hundred percent. The third seed in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Not only did they lose this past week, they lost their minds. They might need a players-only mm-hmm. meeting. And it looked like they actually had one on the field, on the sidelines, with like Joe Tooney uh, holding back Patrick Mahomes and uh, Mahomes losing his stuff after the game. Him high. and Andy Reid losing I mean, clown they, show. they really could be losing it. That was a clown show. Is it still? Oh, I don't know. But that whole display, <laughs> all the way down to Andy Reid saying it's an embarrassment for the NFL to make that call, well, the whole thing was a clown show. <laughs> Todd, after a, after something like that where the, the, the players feel like they've been disrespected uh-huh. um, by the officials or were done dirty by the officials, do you want to hear your coach as a player come out against the officials like Andy Reid did? Or is it kind of better for the coach to take the... Uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about that route or not put blame on the officials route. No, rock with us. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happened. Like, how we feel, we want you to yeah, feel that yeah. same way. Like, we could all be wrong. If we're all wrong, we're all right. But at least we're together. <laughs> right, you know what right. I'm saying? That's how we feel. And I agree with that, for sure. I yeah. mean, but it was something about calling it an embarrassment to make a correct call that just sent, that 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 pushed it over the edge. Like, <laughs> like he could have said a million things that were just him standing with his team. To call it an embarrassment was was across the line. For well, and then he went on a radio show the following day, and you could tell that I think he was very embarrassed the way he acted yep. and was uh, embarrassing about the situation because he's, he's slowly walking it back, just like Andy Reid slowly walking it back. I mean, this is classic. Everyone had a kid growing up whose parents gave them everything they ever wanted, <laughs> and the one time you know they're at your house. And they don't get what they want. They throw a little temper tantrum. That's uh-huh. what happened. They want to go home. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Calling mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully not crying on the sidelines, though. No, no crying. See, even that, he didn't cry. <laughs> right, I'm okay. Right. There was no crying. He was mad. He was upset, but no tears. As a teammate, I'm sure you'd rather see the frustration. For than sure. The, yeah. For sure. Uh, but okay. on top of that, the Chiefs are also 2-4 and four in their last six games. So this wasn't just like one bad game and embarrassment and the entire NFL NFL world's laughing at him. Two and four, think about that. Yeah. That's the same record as the Chiefs or as the Chargers and the Raiders have in their past six games. How are those two teams? Terrible. Yeah, they're ter- they're done. Their mm-hmm. season's over. They're five and eight. The Chiefs right now are playing like a five and eight team right now. So they're very beatable, and that's why we're going to talk about potentially can the Broncos take them over in the AFC. Then number four seed in the AFC, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost their quarterback two games ago. He didn't finish that game against the Bengals, but then came back, played against the Browns, and they're 0-2 in yep. those two games. They're 2-3 and three in their last three games. And threw three picks in that game. Yeah, so exactly. So the four division leaders right now, only one of them do we say like, okay, yeah, they deserve to be where they are. And that's the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Every other team that we look at that it's leading their division is weak right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, this is, look, I think even to this point, I think, well, who would you make the favorite to win, to win the AFC? The Ravens. Baltimore? The Ravens yep. Yeah. And again, I don't say that with much confidence mm-hmm. because of the lack of playoff success that their quarterback, and it's not just on the quarterback, but it shows that the team around the quarterback hasn't had either. Okay, let me put it this way. If you were going to make a bet on someone to win the AFC, who would you bet on? The Ravens. Okay. Because the defense. I think it's the partly the marble. That defense is playing really well, too. I'd probably go with the quarterback. I'd probably go with the team that's been there and done it. I'd probably go with the Chiefs. And I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would follow you. Um, for me, I would probably pick the Broncos. Wow. <laughs> we got to look at these odds for yeah. what that would be. Um, and there, there's much more of the picture to look at because that's just the four division leaders. Then after that, you have the Browns who have the first wild card spot. But then after that, you have six, seven, and six teams. And it's the first time since 2002 that there's been six uh, or that there's been this many teams above 500 this late in the season. So when you look at the stands and you're like, oh, my God, this is so jumbled. There's so many teams here. This feels unique. It's because it is unique. Mm-hmm. Now, really quick, just to clarify what I'm saying, it would be the combination of the odds right. mixed with my feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I'm not confident in the Ravens. I'm, not, I'm certainly not confident in the Dolphins. I don't want to be confident in the Chiefs. Um, and so, you, I mean, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indiana, or Indianapolis, Houston, none of them are on my board. So, I mean, it would 
probably the Broncos or the Bills, honestly, for me. Yeah, especially like, when on the Bills, the it clicks in? at the right time for yeah. them. They get it rolling type of thing. They just won in Kansas City. Maybe they are kind getting it rolling. Got a little monkey off Josh Allen's back. Yeah, yeah, that that could certainly be something. And let's act. I want to dive into those odds and look at them, see what they look like after I tell you about our friends over at Circa. We're speaking of odds. Get in on the odds on the Circa app, or if you want to join us in Las Vegas, that game's going to mean something, right? It Week is. eighteen. Oh my god, we're gonna be Sick there. Would that be? It's going to be so cool. And if you want to join us in Las Vegas, make sure to get in on the Circa Broncos road trip, where they put a package together over at Circa that you can find in our description, and it's gonna get you twenty percent off a two night stay at Circa, where we're gonna be staying. It's gonna get you two tickets to the Winter Swimming Concert, two passes to Stadium Swim, uh, tickets to the DNVR Tailgate and Watch Party at Stadium Swim, an annual Die Hard membership, which gets you a free T-shirt. Uh, and an option to buy a game ticket as well. So check out the link in our description for more. You are not going to want to miss this. No better time to get away from Colorado or wherever you are than going to Vegas in January, especially when the Broncos have a big game. It's going to be great. I'm going to have a lot of fun out there. Hopefully we get some time to do a show or two because <laughs> it'll be fun. But let me tell you about our friends over at Baxter and Shanker. Uh, smash the two, 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 to set up a consultation. When you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been doing it for over 25 years. Great thing about them is they're free until they win money for your case, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They have even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and the power to win your case. They have more than 30 lawyers and uh, one OBO staff. I don't know exactly what that means. But uh, <laughs> if you were hurt and you weren't at fault, smash the two, 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 two. Call them to set up a consultation. Yeah, Ryan, in terms of value, I might be wrong with you on this because um, the Ravens plus 225, they understandably are the favorite on the odds maker side to win the AFC. The Chiefs plus 300. Um, and then you have to go all the way down to plus Four thousand for the Broncos to win it, which is wild. You kidding me? Exactly. I mean, can you believe that? Playoffs for the Broncos plus four thousand to make the Super Bowl, and then so you have this jumbled mess of teams in front of the Broncos. Let me just add this too. First of all, the Bills only plus nine hundred, um, which is kind of interesting considering they're out of the picture right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you saying about the the Ravens though? The defense, right? Yep. What were you saying about the Chiefs? Quarterback. quarterback he's been there you trust him yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> broncos defense yep russ obviously up and down the last two years but if someone that's been there yep twice yep one at once and also where's russ been the best this year in clutch time yep and what is playoffs essentially it's clutch time oh, for an clutch. entire game exactly yeah, just saying. I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy. You're not getting pushback uh, <laughs> over here. And on top of that, the Broncos defense. Speaking of that, since week six, in the first five weeks of the season, we know it was historically bad, giving up mm-hmm. 36.2 points per game. Since then, in the past eight weeks, they've given up 16 points per game. That's the second best mark in the NFL, only to the Minnesota Vikings, who they've had a, a good defense and kind of similar defenses in terms of being very aggressive, blitz-heavy. Yep. Um, so that that's fascinating. But the Broncos certainly have the defense since they made the move. And we got that insight from Alex and Josie yesterday of kind of what happened. How did they go from 36 points a game to 16? So if you missed that episode, make sure to check it out. Um, so then first wildcard team, Browns, 8-5. and five. Then, who backup quarterback, by the way, Joe Flacco, who's on their practice squad. Mm-hmm. They have a practice squad quarterback leading them. They've also already announced him as the starter for the rest <laughs> of the season. <laughs> why, why isn't another team picking him up? I, I don't know. I mean, he said he wants to stay, so you have to agree to leave. Yeah, yeah. man, I would try if I was another team to, to stash him, but he probably wants to play. Especially if the Browns are on your schedule. Yeah. Right, yes, exactly. Or if you're like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, in the... With all due respect to Joe Flacco, he seems like a guy who could be bought. (laughs) (laughs) You think maybe that's why he's still playing in the NFL? He's like, look, I want to keep playing. Like, uh, the Browns made me their starter. They're like, yeah, but we'll give you $7 million. (laughs) He's He's like, all right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll move, definitely. And then you have six teams sitting at seven and six. And right now, as it stands, with the way the weird tiebreakers shake out, you have the, the Steelers, the Colts, those are the two teams in the playoffs right now. Then you have the Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills. And crazy enough, the Bills are the 11th seed in the AFC West. 
So then that's when you pose the question, okay, F this, like, just mass confusion and not having to worry about tiebreakers. What if you aim for the AFC West? And that's actually when Sean Payton was asked about the playoff picture. He was asked, broad playoff picture. Have you ever seen this jumbled of a playoff picture? Uh, on Monday, he said, I've never been a part of this jumbled of a playoff picture, but we're one game out of the AFC West lead. That's what we have our eyes on. Yep. And man, did that kind of open my eyes like, oh, damn, okay, if the head coach is thinking this way, we got to be thinking this way. Yeah, they're going for it all, man. They're not leaving anything to chance. Uh, they don't want to just get there in a wild card spot. They want to, you know, be cemented in there by winning the AFC West. And like we said, it's definitely possible, it's definitely doable. Um, but the Super Bowl, I don't know. If, I don't know for Super Bowl yet. I All gotta right. be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> Before we get to the Super Bowl, you gotta look at how the Broncos could overtake the Chiefs because right now the Chiefs have a one-game lead on the division. Yep. The head-to-head tiebreaker doesn't matter because both teams have won a game. Um, so that was a massive win for the Broncos to get earlier in the season. So you need the Chiefs to at least lose. One. One division more game, game than the Broncos, and exactly. Then the next tiebreaker after head-to-head is division in the record. Right now the Chiefs are 3-1, and one, Broncos 2-2. Two and two. So the Broncos will have to get a game, not just a game on them to tie them, but a game in the division. They need the Chiefs to lose to one of the Raiders or the Chargers in the last four weeks. Two. And the Raiders is at home. Unless they lost the other two in the Broncos. Won. Right, right. And the Raiders game is at home in two weeks. Monday night football, that'll be one. Oh, that's Christmas night. So after you open all your presents and you're hanging out, that's one that uh, Broncos. No, that one's at 11 a.m. actually. Oh, that sucks. That really sucks for them. For them? Yeah. Yes, for them. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> and then week 18, when the Broncos are playing the Raiders in Las Vegas, the Chiefs are going to be playing the Chargers in Los Angeles. We might just be posted up in like the sports book. Maybe we don't even mm. go to the game. Maybe we're in the sports book having both games on or something well, let's go. at well, the same time. It's TBD, the start time. So my guess is the NFL is going to put them at the same time. Oh, right. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I like being able to watch one game and know where you're standing before you have to go win this other one. Or if it, if it matters more, or if you can go out there and kind of play, not play your starters and rest everybody. If I was a player, I'd much rather see that other game if it has, like, significance. Did you, you ever know. have that? In your um, career? Yeah, it would have been week 17 against the Chargers when they ended up getting the one seed and they needed the Patriots to lose. Yeah, and they lost. Mm, those games were the, was one they were before the, the other? I think they were at the same okay. time. Okay. Yeah, but it was something like that. Like, had yeah. we seen the Patriots lose, I think less people would have probably played right. that game. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's the likelihood that they lose one of those two games? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Um, Mostly because of Justin Herbert's injury. Funny enough, Justin Herbert playing against the Broncos doesn't scare me at all. But Justin Herbert playing against other teams, I'm like, oh, they got a chance, right? Maybe he puts it all together today. Um, Easton Stick, I don't think so. Man. And then Aiden O'Connell. And then uh, maybe. He's kind of lost his luster yeah, a little bit. They've lost the magic. Damn. You, like, you almost need him to get hurt. Force them to put in Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see they uh, they haven't made a decision on who their starter is All this right, week? Let's go. So it's open. Jimmy or who's their other quarterback on the roster? They've opened it up to is it Matt Castle? It's like another Jeez. Patriots old throwback Brian quarterback. Hoyer? Oh, it is Brian okay. Hoyer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say Matt Castle's got to be way out of the league. Because <laughs> that's who Josh tried to replace Jay with, yes. right? Yeah. One of I've That's probably the most mad I've ever been at the Broncos. We don't have to get into it, but <laughs> like usually I always take my team's side. Right. That right. one I was like, we are wrong here. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. And that's the first move he made. Uh yeah. Yeah. And somehow people kept empowering him to make more moves. That's so true. Uh Todd, can you make any argument for the Chiefs dropping one of those two games? Um no, I'm not saying I think yeah, it's unlikely. <laughs> yeah, it's unlikely. I think it's I think it's very unlikely. The, I mean, the most I can say is maybe they continue to line up off sides and you know Tony drops some more passes down the field. That's like <laughs> yeah, the best yeah, chance we yeah. have. But besides that, I don't know. It's who who would you pick? If you got to pick one, which one do, would you say is more likely? The Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, but that's at home. Like that's what oh. makes it tough. Because I agree with you. I would take the Raiders yeah. to beat them, but at home as opposed, I can't pick Easton Stick though. 
Again, and I mean to be fair, Easton Stick looked better than Justin Herbert in this maybe, past game against the Broncos. It's true. Maybe he gets like a Tommy DeVito effect, like starts <laughs> right. off slow, but then gets yeah. it going. There would be no hype around that in LA with a bad Chargers team, as opposed to like being in New York where oh, he has yeah. the classic yeah. like Tommy DeVito thing. Oh, Can you see man. his agent? Oh, his man. agent? <laughs> what do you That's think Easton? What do you think Easton Stick's agent looks like? Probably unrecognizable probably, probably like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just another average joke <laughs> i'll say the chargers is more likely but neither of them are likely so then uh, there's one other possibility the broncos win out and the raiders lose the other two or the, the, chiefs. The, the chiefs lose the other two games this sunday in new england mm. or or and in or at home against cincinnati in week 17 jake browning yeah. Last quarterback in football. Is he okay? Oh, yeah. He just he had cramps in the game. Oh, really? Left, and I think he came back. Yeah. I had his under on passing yards, and he obliterated me. Even when he left? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's wild. It was like, and it was high, hey. too. I was like, it was like 268. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. impressive. Yep. There's a DeVito's agent. <laughs> I love that there was like a meeting about this. Yeah. yeah. They're like, exactly. hey, we got to lean all the way in. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then him, the agent and his dad are like kissing cheeks yeah. after the oh win and God. stuff. It's incredible. It is. It is. I love that they're going all the way in. I, I do too. How could you not? Yeah, Andre hates it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you saying that the more realistic path is the uh, Chiefs losing one of these two division games. Really quick, I have to tell you a, co a conversation I had with Andre. He was like, we were texting about it. And he was like, I've may maybe never hated anything as much as I hate this. <laughs> and he was like, if he was anything other than Italian, he would be canceled. Mm. And then I said, no, if that was the case, then Kirk Cousins would be canceled for being too white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, did you did you watch Kirk on the Manning cast? No. It was exactly what you would have expected. You were mm. teammates with Kirk, weren't you? I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. <laughs> good dude. Good Captain dude. Kirk. <laughs> um, so that is what the Broncos need in order to win the AFC West. And then that's why I agree with you guys about it not being that likely that the uh -huh. Chiefs are going to charge her that hard to end the season. Um, and then so the Broncos essentially, with the way the tiebreakers work, they got a lot of help this past weekend. And so if they go three and one in these final four games, especially if that one loss is this week, they're have like an eighty five percent chance yep. to make the playoffs. So it's what Josie and oh. Alex said yesterday. They take care of their business, especially if they go four and out, they're in. I think so. And the, the only game I'm nervous about now, I feel like the Patriots is no, becoming tired. more of a it's becoming more of a tougher game than people think. I think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be tougher than people expect. Don't do this, Todd. What do you don't, mean? Don't join Henry's side. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying that we're going to lose. I definitely don't think we're going to lose. Just like I feel like the the uh, the Chiefs playing the Patriots yeah. this week, I think it's going to be a tougher game for them than everybody Let's expects. Mm. So maybe that is one they drop. Who knows? Well, I mean, they're also coming off 10 days rest, uh, the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but I just love what a what a uh, week to week league it is. Yeah. Like yeah. Patriots lose six zero to the Chargers. Everyone's like they're the worst team ever. <laughs> and then they beat the the Steelers, and it's like, oh, okay, well they could maybe beat the Chiefs and the Broncos. <laughs> Which is wild. The only you know, there's a reporting coming out that they're gonna move on from Bill. So maybe Bill, maybe they're do it, do it for Bill situation. <laughs> um, do you think players are doing it for Bill, or do you think they're know. doing the opposite? They're no, like, they may finally, do it for Bill. He's, ding he's ding enough of a, of a goat to do it for yeah, one last that's time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's be gone, yeah. I hope the, the Patriots give the Chiefs a game this week because the Chiefs have not had the magic. And that's mm -hmm. like the one thing that when I... There's, there's always that part of you that imagines Patrick Mahomes just figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't had the magic at all. Yeah. Like, how much time was on the clock for them when they got the ball back the other night? Plenty. Yeah, and it was Not like, oh, close. here we go. Yep. Not even close. Mm -hmm. No. Crazy. And that happened earlier this year, too, where they got the ball. Oh, against uh, the Packers. It, they got the ball with, like, what, a minute left or something, and now they needed, like, six points because they were down five, mm -hmm. so they had to get a touchdown. But it's still like, oh, they have two timeouts. They're, They're going to do this. Yeah. And uh, then they didn't get a pass interference call. The Chiefs started losing their mind, and they they absolutely blew it. And 
Did you see Tom or uh, Bill Belichick's press conference today about how he's dealing with this news that he's uh, going to be out in New England? No. I'll tell you after I tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Use the code DNVR over at Game Time to get $20 off your first purchase. Go to the App Store, download the Game Time app, and it is the best way to go with their all-in pricing. So you know exactly how much you're going to pay. You don't add four tickets to your cart. Think it's going to be $400. You get to check out, and it's $825. You're like, what the, the hell? Worst. No, Game Time tells you right up front so you're not frustrated and they've also got the game time guarantee where they will give you a hundred and ten percent credit of the difference if you find a ticket in the same section and row for less somewhere else so make sure to check out game time use that code dnvr for twenty dollars off whether you want to go to a football game broncos game concert any other sporting event that's game time also check out our friends over at breckenridge distillery smooth smooth bourbon and that's not the only spirit they have it's my personal favorite um but they also have vodka they have an espresso infused vodka mm. uh that some people really really love so check out our friends over at breckenridge distillery go to breckenridgedistillery.com to check out their entire list of delicious spirits and also check out the broncos blends because they've got the alfred williams blend the ed mccaffrey blend uh and I still haven't decided which one's my favorite. They're both really good. Mm, yes, we'll they are. We'll make a decision are. to Friday night. <laughs> yes, we Let's will. Go. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. And I also love bringing on this next guest. We've got PFF's NFL analyst, Brad Spielberger, joining us. And Brad, before I jump into some football questions, I got to ask you, are you the analytics dude with a goatee or the guy who directed E.T.? <laughs> Fortunately, I'd like the reverse to be true, right? I, I wish I was uh, Steven Spielberg and not an analytics guy with a goatee, but you'll, you'll have to take me uh, as I am, I suppose. <laughs> well, we're really happy to have you, and thanks for joining us today. Um, and I, I got to start with Russ and the quarterback position for this Broncos team because there's so many metrics out there, uh, stats that you can point to to say that Russ is a really good quarterback, like passer rating. He has the sixth best passer rating in the NFL this year. QBR, on the other hand, says he's the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Um, with you guys over at PFF, you, you take a, a different approach and look at so many different things. With that being said, how is Russ doing this year? Yeah, I think the conversation's interesting because I think there are people trying to use kind of the way he's playing and, and how he's being deployed as a negative, where I think it's more Sean Payton is coming in and saying, look, you're not 25 years old anymore. You're a different athlete, a different player. We still do want some of that, you know, Russ magic dancing around, throwing, uh, you know, these beautiful prayers up in the air to a Cortland Sutton that have hit, you know, a half dozen times or so recent uh, in recent weeks. But Real, realistically, we want more of a quicker drop-back passing game. We want a lot of throws underneath. We trust our athletes to make plays in space, to rack up yards after the catch. We want to spread the football around, get the tight ends involved, get the running backs involved. So is it like what we're used to seeing from Russ? Not really. And is he maybe driving the offense as much as he maybe did five years ago in Seattle? Maybe not. But his pressure to sack rate has come down, so eliminating, eliminating a lot of those negatives. And so even if there aren't as many splashy positives, I think it is the correct approach for this version of Russell Wilson. He's been good. You know, I have a few questions as a, a former player. Uh, I won't go into all the grades I've gotten, um, but just wanted to talk to you about like how you guys I'm not a grader. I'm not a grader, I promise. <laughs> how you guys like understand defenses because you know even looking at Vance Joseph's defense and I don't think I understand a play call that we used to run uh, with him in the past and I talked to the linebackers that are on the team now and they're actually running something different how do you guys kind of dissect and understand the plays from an outsider looking in yeah, so look, it's not perfect. I, I won't tell you it is, and I would hope no one says it is. But it's funny. You mentioned kind of you're asking former teammates. We will look first at our own database. If we identify something, all right, this is quarters, this is cover six, this is whatever, we'll then go look at that defensive coordinator. And again, things can change over time. But look in that season or look over a number of seasons at the tendencies and responsibilities that have derived from that specific, specific type of play. And then if, if, if all else fails, we'll reach out to teams and say, hey, we want to get this right. We're not asking you to kind of tip your hand as to what you're doing, but we think it's quarter, quarter, half here. Are we correct? Are we seeing it incorrectly? Was there a busted coverage that maybe, you know, we thought it was uh, cover six because of that busted coverage, but really it was supposed to be quarters, yada, yada, yada. So the simple answer is, you know, sometimes we probably do get it wrong. The more complicated answer is we're going to the ends of the earth annoying people emailing texting whatever <laughs> trying to get it as accurate as humanly possible um you know and, and trying good faith to always do so and are always welcome to feedback uh you never emailed me or dm'd me back in the day 
Uh, but I, I get those every once in a while from some current players. You know, I actually have a couple of old grade sheets. If you want to correct okay, something, okay. you know, I'll, I'll definitely send them through. Yeah, send them over. Send them over. I was actually trying to look up Todd's career PFF grade before we did this. It's funny. This is kind of like a full circle moment because Zach and I used to cover Todd when he was playing for the Broncos, and now he, he's on set with us. And I like specifically remember a moment where Todd was complaining about his PFF grade in the locker room. Um, I'm gonna go a little more brought on you because i brought this up today and i want to hear uh how crazy you think i am i said on the show today that i believe the denver broncos can win the super bowl how crazy am i i think you're a little crazy i do <laughs> like starting looking outside the team you know i thought the afc was going to be this gauntlet of juggernaut type teams and it's yeah. not not in any way shape or form there are glaring issues for even the top teams even a baltimore who i love without mark andrews you know, they did play well against the Rams, and Odell's kind of coming into stride a little bit. But you could poke holes there. Miami, I mean, we saw against Tennessee that defense getting picked apart late in the game. I love that matchup for Miami with the Vic Fangio defense that takes away explosives. And Will Levis was hitting deep shot after deep shot. You know, go down the list, essentially. You can poke holes in, in pretty much every good AFC team. So maybe I don't think you're as crazy as you know I initially thought. I just – I do wonder – like, when it gets to playoff football, right, and teams are taking away your best option, let's say Cortland Sutton is removed from a game. And I know there have been plenty of games this year where he's, like, dormant through three quarters and explodes at the end of games, stuff like that. I just – that's where I wonder. When the matchups are more specific, when teams are focusing more and more on the, the scouting and all of those things, can Denver still rise above um, and win some of those games? But, yeah, the, the competition is not as, as scary as it looked. Without asking you to like go game by game and predict how it's it's actually going to unfold, we are also having the conversation. The Broncos are only one game back of the Chiefs right now for the top of the AFC West. So the conversation in Denver's kind of shifted a little bit from like, well, maybe make the playoffs now to like, whoa, can they actually win the AFC West? With what you've seen from the Chiefs, do you think that's something that could happen and that shift could happen in the final four weeks of the season? I mean, there's a decent argument you could win out, right? I mean, Detroit is reeling right now. Um, their defense is just a mess. And it's not even really Aaron Glenn's fault, in my opinion, the D.C. It's just you lose Lee McNeil, who I think is the anchor on the interior of that defense, some secondary injuries throughout the course of the season, and they just, they just have not been able to defend the last six, seven weeks. So that's the toughest matchup by a country mile, right, uh, of the four yeah. remaining. And, yeah, in Detroit, always going to be a challenge. So the Kansas City issue at this point, I, I think we all know the receivers are struggling. Top five for us in drop rate. Um, you know, and, and things of that nature. I think quietly, though, the protection hasn't been good enough either. Like, I think Mahomes can overcome one of the two. And I'm not trying to say, like, you know, he's been, he had some bad throws too. The Skymore interception was just a bad throw. There's some other issues with him. But, like, he's been able to overcome either bad protection or bad receiving. It's, right now it's both, right? And so it's, like, it's tough to envision them scoring a lot of points. They're laying nine and a half points at New England, and as crazy as it sounds, like they probably shouldn't be laying that many points on the road against a Bill Belichick defense. So the thing for me, though, is their defense now, youngest defense in the NFL by average age, and I think is a top five, top ten caliber unit in the NFL. I think that's what's going to save them for now. But mm. I guess kind of a long, long-winded answer. But no, Denver could pull it off. But, but Kansas City's not dead just yet. It's fair. So this week, the Broncos have uh, the Detroit Lions, and you know they've been up and down, having kind of a roller coaster season. Uh, Jared Goff has been playing really well. In your eyes, from all the film that you've seen, what is the Broncos' key to success to really being able to win in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I think you do need to uh, attack the boundaries in particular. Um, you know, like if you're trying to, we just talked about, like a lot of quick underneath game. I think they have gotten good play from an Alex Anzalone. I love their safeties, even after losing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you know, Brian Brands, Tracy Walker, Kirby Joseph. Like I think they do do a good job still um, over the intermediate and deep parts of the middle of the field. Um, but then you need to throw kind of on their outside corners. Like Cam Sutton's solid. Jerry Jacobs has been struggling, got burned by DJ Moore for a touchdown this past week. And then you got to run the football. And for that, I, I want you to run between the tackles, right? I mean, I mentioned Lee McNeil, who I think is probably the second best player on this team behind Aiden Hutchinson. And frankly, you could run at Hutchinson a decent, a decent bit too. Um, but yeah, so run the football a ton, get in second and short, third and short, but then not be afraid to throw outside the numbers, which obviously Russ, you know, generally is not afraid to do. When you look at these Broncos, the personnel from last season has not changed much. But the team has changed a whole hell of a lot. What kind of coaching job do you think Sean Payton has done with this team? 
Sounds great. And, and I think he set the tone right away, right? He goes out, you add a guy like a Mike McGlinchey uh, at right tackle who maybe hasn't been perfect. His pass block grade for us is probably not all that sparkly, but like you, you set a tone <laughs> and, and you establish what you want to do. Like I said, we want to turn Russ back into the 20 to 25 passing attempts, set up play action, create these shot plays, these explosive, you know, get him out of the kitchen. He's not cooking anymore, uh, but he's playing more efficient <laughs> football. Um, and I think you've seen that. And then Frankly, I think Vance Joseph deserves a ton of credit. Obviously, the start was terrible. You know, 70 points was crazy. You've seen both with how he's deploying personnel, but also what he's doing. I think he's adapting on the fly and doing things differently. I know I tweeted about Jaquan McMillan. You bring him on seven pressures or seven blitzes last week. He gets home on five of them uh, for a pressure, at least. Uh, so, you know, but also Zach Allen's been a revelation. I think has been awesome, uh, you know, pretty much the entire season. But also just like... What they've done to kind of work through different players, haven't been the most injured unit, but just using guys differently, moving Zach Allen around a little bit too. Like they've just, they've been creative. And I think Vance just needed a month or so to see how things worked out. You got Singleton flying, you know, up, up on pressures. It's just, it, it, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, and I mean, fun to watch. Jaquan McMillan has been so fun to watch. And I noticed that, that he had caught your eye. I think there's a crazy enough a case to be made that he's the defensive player of the year for the Broncos <laughs> this year. What what stood out to you from uh, from, from an outsider's perspective about Jaquan? Yeah, it was early on. Like you saw some of the nickel blitzes and some of the stuff they were doing. Uh, I mean, he'll run the alley and, and come up in the muck and make plays against the run as well as any you know nickel corner in football right now too. And I think that's an important role you know in this Vance Joseph defense. Like yeah, it's mm -hmm. zone heavy, but you do need some of those guys. Um, you know, either to contain and not let, you know, get, get, let guys get outside the spill players or just come up and make a play. Um, and he'll throw, he'll throw his body around. He's not afraid of really anything. And like, it reminds me of, you know, some of these fun kind of strong safety nickel type hybrids that, that, you know, look, not the greatest coverage player, but if you want a guy that can come up and make plays near the line of scrimmage down in the box, he just, I don't know. He caught my eye just watching the games on Sunday. Like I haven't done a full, just watch him deep dive on tape, but, uh, he's a very fun player. So we talked about defense. I want to talk about offense and uh, specifically this offensive line. And I want to kind of get your opinion on who on this offensive line has impressed you with their performance and who do you feel like is kind of underwhelming with how they performed, you know, within this unit? The fascinating thing to me is so I mentioned McGlinchey and then you sign Ben Powers, who I think is like an opposite player, like a really good pass protector, not really a guy I would try to be getting to the second level and, and using on outside zone and, and different concepts. And then... Yeah, Bulls, we know, great pass protector on the left side. I think having a very good season, happy to be winning uh, for a change. You know, Miners is awesome. Uh, kind of, I'm not a bad pass protector, but kind of a road grader on the right side. So it's almost like the right side is going to be just maulers in the run game, you know, and the left side is going to be your pass protectors. And then for me, I would say Lloyd Cushenberry. I, I think he's been impressive. There have been probably too many penalties, um, but I think he really has solidified himself. We always knew he was a good athlete coming out, a good player, I think the game is a little bit too fast for him early on, and I just think he's calm and comfortable right now. Probably going to do pretty well for himself, uh, you know, in free agency. But yeah. he, he's been impressive. I just think I always thought highly of him. I was waiting for that guy to come out. Um, I, specifically, like I think he's he's much better at identifying twists and stunts, and, and just seems more confident and comfortable, uh, kind of anchoring the interior of that O line. Brad, I've got two bigger picture questions um, for, for you really quick. You mentioned free agency. You just dropped an awesome in-depth article of the, your top 50 free agents hitting the market this year. Um, I noticed no Broncos were on there, but were there any guys that maybe the Broncos could target that you could see on that list being a good fit here in Denver? Yeah, and I would say it's a good thing, right, to not have, yeah. you know, you want talent, but obviously it's great. And, and Cushionberry will be on there, you know, once it gets out to 75, 100, he'll, he'll pop up. But, yeah, I think if I'm them, I'd probably look for another corner. Um, and there are some decent outside corners. I'm trying to think if Steven Nelson and, and Vance Joseph ever crossed paths and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, like, there, there are some good, <laughs> I think, like, like outside zone corners um, that I think, you know, decent price could come in and really solidify that number two spot opposite of Patrick Sertan. So I'd look there. And then, as is always the case with pass catcher, like, they're probably all going to get franchise tagged. But yeah. I think there are some interesting names, like a Darnell Mooney in Chicago. If he gets out, bring him in as another guy who can win in the intermediate and deep parts of the field. You can throw tunnel screens, too, and let him get, make guys miss in space. Like, a good complement to what they have right now. So I, I guess that's where I'd look. Yeah, that, that's great. And uh, my final question for you is you're a, a cap expert. You know all about the cap. And we've talked about a little bit 
how tough it would be for the Broncos to move on from Russell Wilson cap-wise after this year. And there's still, I, th I think the overall um, idea on Russ is still out in the f final four games to be determined. Uh, do you think Russ, considering the cap especially, do you think Russ is back in Denver next year? It's becoming such a complicated and impossible uh, you know, question to answer. I'm not trying to dodge it, but it, it's just fascinating because if you keep him this year, you know, through next year, he's actually a larger dead cap hit, a larger financial burden in the future after next year, right? So he has been playing better football. There's no question about that. Um, you know, you're still having a ton of sunk costs, whether you move on this offseason or next. But we're talking right. about you cut him this year, it could be $85 million in total dead cap. It goes to 86 a year later after after locking in a $37 million fully guaranteed salary for 2025 when he's 37 years old, I want to say. So he has been good. It's not it's no longer an easy decision. Whereas, you know, ask me that question two months ago. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cut him right now if you, if you want. Um, it's not that easy anymore. It's not. But it's still not it's still not an automatic. He's back either in my eyes. Well, this has been awesome, Brad. Thank you so much for the insight. And for this interview, I'm happy that you're the analytics guy with the goatee because I think we got a lot more from you than if you were <laughs> the director of ET. Yeah, we can talk Titanic next time. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right on. See Thanks you, so much for joining us, Brad. And make sure to check out his uh, top 50 NFL free agents this year. Um, really great insight. And it's it's cool to have a different perspective on, on what's going on in Denver, too. Should we give him a grade for his interview? <laughs> <laughs> Please, Todd. So, no, he did good. You know what I'm saying? There was one point there where I think he kind of got off top. No, <laughs> nah, it was good. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. And, man, I, I got to say, um, yeah, so, some players can strongly disagree with for those sure. great times. <laughs> for sure. For, there was tons of times, like, even – um, in the Arizona game, probably one of my best games of my life. I had a pick six, <laughs> like 12 tackles, uh, uh, PBUs. Like, I was doing everything yeah. like I could. And I came back won. to my grade, and it's like an 86. <laughs> like, my coach gave me my grade sheet, and it was 100%. Like, I, ne I had never got 100% before. <laughs> just everything was great. And PFF got an 86. Then the next week, I have, like, eight tackles and one PBU, 93. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? What's crazy about it is... These are being used in contract negotiations. Yes, yes, they are. And both ways, too. You know, yeah. you like Jaquan, right? They've got him listed how high? It, I think he's like maybe two. even yeah, number two or number one on the defense. So, like, if he was negotiating a contract this yeah. year, he's putting that on the table and being like, yeah. look who said Like, everyone says I'm the best. Yeah. Uh, and then the other way around, if you're low, you know, even if a team loves you, but you had like a 64 grade, they're coming in and being like, look, you know, you've got a 64 PFF grade. It's... it's pretty wild yeah because yeah. it's funny because if your grade was really that low they wouldn't want you in the first place yeah but they know how good <laughs> right. you are so they try to use that as leverage yep. Yep. um it's a crazy game man what how involved were you or our players but specifically you in contract negotiations um not too involved and it's not a good don't you want to be a little removed yeah just a little bit just a little unless the numbers start looking crazy and then you're like <laughs> yeah. wait hold on we have pretty good relationships let me see if i can call somebody um but you try to stay away and just try to make the ultimate decision like i'm either here or there but for the most part i think it's good to stay out because your agent can kind of say some stuff that you can't say right if yep. you're going to be back on the team they yep. can kind of talk a little bit crazier than you want to yeah so it's good to have a good agent on your side also i have to say Basically, he talked himself into the logic that I presented as to why the Broncos, without me saying anything. Yeah. He could have said, that's the dumbest take I've ever heard, and I would have just taken it. Yeah. But well, And he started off by saying, I think you're a little crazy. Yes, and then he started <laughs> thinking about exactly what I just told you yep. guys and uh, talked himself into it a little bit. Yeah. Also, you don't hurt me in the comments by saying it's a homer take. I am... Fully aware that you I'm being a homer. homer? No <laughs> way. I mean, look at the dope shirt you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, in the comment section, um, you've been getting some love on. Uh, was that a thrift store purchase? So you can't give out like anywhere well, to find it. I didn't get it from the thrift store, but someone else did. Oh, that's it. Upcharged like, me for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is really dope. Um, and speaking of dope, check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing, where it's cold outside. And if you're noticing today, like. Uh-oh, something's a little wrong with my roof. Give them a call and check them out over at redhawkroofing.com where you can trust them because they've been part of the DNVR family for a while. So you're supporting DNVR members, which is big, and it means there's that trust factor there. And also, they have decades of experience, a quick response time, Colorado's best estimators and contractors, no obligation, uh, and free 
roof and property inspections and free in-depth photo reports for all inspections. So it's huge. They're going to take care of you. And so if you need to contact them, don't wait. Check them out at redhawkroofing.com. And shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. You can take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered for the sunshine ahead and the, with premium polarized shades and affordable price. Uh, Shady Rays are dope. They have sunglasses. They have goggles. If you like to hit the slopes, they'll definitely have you covered. Great thing about Shady Rays, if you break a pair or lose a pair, even on the day you buy them, um, they will send you a new pair, brand new, no questions asked. They have a great policy um about that so go check them out they have tons of five-star reviews go check out our friends at shady rays get yourself 50 percent off two or more polarized shades if you use code dnvr you want to know a fun fact about red hawks specifically red tailed hawks (laughs) oh yeah the screech that like if you go to an eagles game they would use in the stadium or if you hear in a movie associated with a bald eagle it's actually the screech of the red red tailed hawk really the bald eagle doesn't make that sound what so sound does the bald eagle make? Just a different oh, sound, but it's that that like imposing yeah. screech. That's the red-tailed hawk screech. Wow. Oh. I had no idea that was even a bird. What do you mean? <laughs> a red-tailed hawk? A red-tailed oh. hawk? Yeah, no. That's like one of the most common birds in Colorado. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not by numbers. Yeah, because... I mean, I'm, oh, I've been on that. <laughs> red-tailed hawk? <laughs> Next time you see a hawk... I mean, you. I yeah, assume you know the difference tail. between like a crow and a hawk. Um, I wouldn't be so confident. Oh <laughs> Next time you see a bird, look for the red tail. <laughs> okay. If it's big. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna put you to the test now. Okay. Um, Bill Belichick. So the report came out. Was it last night? This morning that there was a report that um, Robert Kraft has decided after week ten he decided that he was gonna move on from Bill after the season. So at Bill's first press conference today, um, he was asked, do you have an understanding that Robert Kraft will not ask you to be back next year? What do you think his response was? As classic a Bill Belichick answer as you could imagine. I'm just worried about Kansas City. Mm, Pretty spot on. I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Oh, so close. The follow-up. Do you want to keep coaching? Getting ready for Kansas City. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Have you and Robert Kraft discussed your future beyond this season? Getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Let's and, go. <laughs> um, Bill just, I mean, hey, at least he's at least he's going out. He the died way the way he lived. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're happy for him. Um, maybe he ends up with the Chargers in this division, which, boy, that would be an interesting conversation because it's not necessarily a scary one. It could be, just depending on how you look at it. And then we're going to have the same conversation like we had last year with the quarterbacks. Is this the best coaching division in NFL history if that happens? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then all the teams will come out and be awful, and we'll be like, wow, why did we say this? Yep, yep. <laughs> um, real quick side note. Have you at all had issue, uh, had trouble watching football through a Broncos playoff lens? Like, I am so not used to it that, like, I'm getting on Sunday morning, making my bets, blah, 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 go through, and then I'm like, Wait, why did I bet on the team that I need to lose for the Bron- like I like I like I'm having trouble turning that switch in my brain when I'm watching <laughs> other games. It's actually done the opposite. Just because of the way the Broncos schedule has been, I haven't been able to or I've just lost track of like placing those bets before the day starts. So then uh, I'm too late on placing the bets. So then I just view the whole day as I'm just cheering even though I don't have mm. the bets out. I'm just cheering for the teams mm-hmm. that with the Broncos need to win. So it's it definitely has rephrased it but kind of in a in a different way yeah i need to check out like a a rooting guide yeah uh each week to make sure i know what i'm i'm doing the right thing oh well dnvr broncos has you covered exactly (laughs) (laughs) um all right should we talk to the people any any final thoughts on brad or any of this conversation i mean the russell wilson thing is so fascinating yeah and you can go so far into like how much credit you want to give sean payton for things like there's a little part of me that's like Okay, at first he was trying to tank, then they accidentally <laughs> won a game, and he was mm-hmm. like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to show them, how, show everyone how good I am. I'm tired of taking all this crap for losing. Like, you, uh, maybe that is how it worked. Maybe it's not. It's just chance that they turned it around or he finally kind of got his message through. But one thing I'm thinking about is, like, is he going to – like, let's say he wants to move on from Russ, okay? He can use – the success with Russ against Russ yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and say like, look how bad he was last year and look how good he was with me. Like right. that's what I'll be able to do with X, Y, or Z. Like 
Give me, um, I don't know, who's a mid to late round quarterback coming this, this coming yeah. year? Um, I don't know. I think that I think all the quarterbacks are going to be going high now. Let's just say Penix. Okay. Okay. Yep. He really likes Penix. He's like, you saw what I did with Russ. Like, imagine what I would do with Penix. And he's young and cheap and all this stuff. So, like, yep. it's not as if, like, Russell Wilson's stats are going to be the reason why they keep him or don't. It's really going to come, in my in my opinion, it's going to come down to Deshaun want him. Yeah. Because if he, how, if he does want him, he can just make that case. He'll just say, look how good he did this year, blah, blah, blah. If he doesn't want him, he'll be like, well, look how bad he was without me. I turned him all around. I can do this with anyone. And then That's also- funny. Because I don't even think Sean's going to have to make a case. Like, he's not going to have to convince anybody. Right. I think if he wants to move on, he's going to say, I want Penix and walk out the room. And then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is done. George, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. You know, because everybody's job was on the line until Sean came in and turned this thing around. Like, I think everybody should kind of do whatever he wants done at this point. I mean, how was George Payton feeling four months ago? It's pretty hot. How, how's he feeling now? He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a lot better, <laughs> Nick Benito's outperforming Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I know. It's insane. Um, and then I think Sean might actually use that argument on other teams in a way to try to trade Russ. Well, no, look, I fixed him. Uh, you want 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions through 14 games, 13 12, 13 games of the season? Yeah, well, that's what you get with Russell Wilson. If I could do it, you could do it too. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll just, just, don't, just don't have Nathaniel Hackett on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I truly do not know what's going to happen. And I don't really have a leaning one way or the other. Yeah. The only thing I guess I would lean towards is if you're the Penners, you're just like, well, why would we pay him to not be here if you're, you're good enough to make him good? <laughs> because I think... He says what you guys have kind of said. If I can do this with, I think he thinks he can get this quarterback play out of anyone, let out of you know nearly near a first round pick, Mm -hmm. um, or uh, a Gardner Minshew or a Jared Stidham type of guy. Gardner Minshew's got the Colts in the playoffs right now. We can't do that. (laughs) Uh, I agree. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want to go down that road, Todd. As much as you had to stick through revolving quarterbacks in your locker room. We had to cover them and uh, not probably feel a little worse for you mm-hmm. than us. But, uh, yeah, I don't want that either. Though. No, we can't do that. <laughs> but, uh, but I think he thinks he can probably get this type of play because he looks and says, look, Russ was awful last year, and I'm able to, to get him here. This is me. And Sean has done a lot of things to deserve this, but Sean's a very confident guy. Yep. He thinks he can do this. The case, though, would have to be I can get so much better out of someone else. Because if you can get the same, you're just paying more money for the same. And then so that's exactly why I think it would be from a rookie. He says, I can get this play out of a rookie with so much upside. Yeah. So next year, I can get this exact quarterback play. But then what's it going to be in year two mm-hmm. and year three when I can allow this kid to grow? Yep. If it wasn't for Penix being older with multiple knee surgeries, yeah. I might be just like all in on that idea. Um, but that that holds me back. Jaden Daniels is probably going to go third overall. I yeah, he, he probably is, or probably. top five or something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's where the Broncos make a move. Don't the don't the Broncos have like a great training uh, guy in the training room for like knees or Bo calves Lowry. or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's set up pretty good and pretty nicely. They call him the Hamstring God, See? and he's been, he's fixed everyone except for. Uh, Greg Dulcich, which is maybe even more concerning. <laughs> <laughs> the hamstring god is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's hop into the super chats. We've got one from Duke. He says, "I hope somehow, some way, when we get in the playoffs, we have the Chiefs first round." Mm. I'm reading Good that one right. Good Thank you. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, Todd. Once the Dolphins. Yeah, I want the Joe's, Dolphins. Alex seemed to be leaning into that, too. Ooh, yeah. Ooh no, no, no. It's the best game. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the best game. They, they're going to have a winning record. That, you know, the Dolphins haven't beat teams with winning records. And it's a revenge game for the Broncos. Same season, you get to turn it around. Like, those, those boys are going to be hyped. They're a completely different defense. I will say, in 2001, the Colorado Buffaloes lost, I believe, 47-7 to to Texas in the regular season. Uh, it was their only conference loss in the regular season. They got smacked. Then they got him in the Big 12 championship, beat him. Damn. And it was epic. Yeah. I mean, that's a 40-point loss in the yep. regular season. Broncos 50. Okay. Okay. Man, that would be just the way to end the season. And it wouldn't even end the season because they'd keep going. I would 
go anywhere else though. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that uh, that matchup. So right now you'd get the choice. You wouldn't get the choice, but it would be the Ravens would have a bye. So mm-hmm. it'd be Chiefs, Dolphins, or uh, Jags in their home stadium. Yeah, Where, I mean, which you one would, you choose? I would probably choose the Jags. Yeah, I would choose the Jags mm-hmm. too. Dolphins would be the, number two for I me, though. T- yeah. It, I, I wouldn't want the Chiefs, I would be actually. tempted to take the Chiefs. The only thing that's stopping the Broncos, I don't know. I feel like they just caught the Chiefs in the first game one week too early. Mm. And they still played them strong in that yep. game. Mm-hmm. Then the next time they beat them, you know, it's been all roses since then. Yep. Um, so you could make the case that, like, Vance Joseph has the Chiefs figured out. All these offenses are crumbling, though. Yeah. Every single one of them, whether it's yep. Chiefs, Dolphins, Jags, like, yeah, I'm not really scared of anybody like I would have been after you know week six. But see, you're talking yourself defense? into my take. No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I think we're gonna win a playoff game, Super Bowl. I just need a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, I love how proof. Todd's take of winning a playoff game is just like a mild take on today's pod. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Kay Adams beat me to the Broncos could make the playoffs. Hey, <laughs> yeah. so no one's beating me to the There Super we go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mile High Sign says, I've been saying this team can be the 07 Giants. This is a team, if they make the playoffs, no one's going to want to play. Yeah. Amen. Because they're going to be 6 and 1, or they're going to be 10 and 1, or 11 and 1, 10 and 2 yep. heading in. By the way, you mentioned the whole thing about if they go 3 and 1 and the loss is this week, that's the best case scenario, yeah. and they'll have an 80 something percent chance to win the playoffs. But also, if they win this week, their chances of making the playoffs goes up to like 80%. Yeah. Now, they obviously have to keep taking care of business after that, but right. it's, it's, I hate to call this a free play yeah. because. You just never want to lose. Right. Uh, and, you know, if they lose, everyone's freaking out, fire everyone, you know, <laughs> what we always do every, uh-huh. every week. But it kind of is, this is like a free play. It's like, yep. it's all upside and not much downside. Thanks to everyone else stubbing their toe week in and week out in this crazy race. Yep. Romel says, Broncos just have to keep heads down and win. Let the chips fall where they may. Speaking of chips, excited for DNVR Stadium Swim in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't wait either. Excited to see you there. Andrew says, can you imagine this offense with Tim Patrick? I've been thinking about that a lot lately for Mm -hmm. some reason. It's such a bummer that he's not out there. Yep. Kills me. I mean, he's your sure-handed guy. Yeah, and and Cortland's been amazing. He's been reliable. Yeah. But then you give Russ one more piece that's mm-hmm. unbelievably reliable. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely been missed, man. I think. I don't know how his contract looks next year, but I hope we can keep him around. There's going to be some sort of changes, whether it's personnel or contracts. But there's yeah. going to be some sort of changes. But maybe it is just with contracts, and all mm-hmm. the guys are back next year. Brandon Johnson still second on the team in receiving. <laughs> so and he missed so many games. And final one coming in from Lawyer D says, according to NFL Machine, Broncos can be in the wild card as seventh seed after this week if we win and the Bengals, Colts, Titans, Bears win. Go Broncos! Um, and I believe the Broncos control their own destiny if yep. they win and the Cowboys beat the Bills. So the way the Cowboys are playing right now, that's not crazy at all. No. The Broncos will control their own destiny if those two things happen. You know what the funniest comment that we've been getting a lot lately is that What's cracks that? me up? Let's take this one week at a time. Focus <laughs> on the opponent. I'm like, we don't play on the team. Right, right, right. We, we can do whatever we want. It doesn't impact anything. I, well, my final thing really quick. Shout out to Josie, mm-hmm. Jewel, yesterday for giving the honest response of when I asked him, do you look at the playoff picture? And he said... You know, Monday's the day to dream and mm-hmm. to look at the big picture and see where things are at and kind of take a step back. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, third, all the way up to the game, we're dialed in, locked in. Thank you for that, Josie, because I, I have to imagine that everyone's looking at the playoff picture eventually, but yeah. I also get not wanting to say, oh, yeah, every day. That's all we're focused on is the playoff picture. But I just thought that was such a, a great, honest answer. Yeah, you have to look at it. I mean, I don't think you jinx yourself by looking at it. You actually... No. Uh, will it end up happening? You know what I'm saying? If you're not preparing for it, if you're not getting your team and yourself ready to do it, you'll never accomplish it. So they have to take a look at it. And like you said, I think Mondays are the best day to do it. So, yeah. yeah. And there's there's something about, like, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like, when you're one in five, you have nothing to dream of. And then all of a sudden, the light starts creeping in a little bit. And, and being able to look at that playoff picture and being like, wow, we're only two games out or whatever when yeah. they were – four and six or yeah. and you're just like okay there like there's hope you know right. you kind of had to 
will yourself through the darkness when there was no hope and they did that and now you get to kind of bask in the light and say all right we are right here yeah we just have to keep you know keep accomplishing our goals yep exactly and that final goal is going to be when we go out to vegas in week 18 i guess i should say the final goal of the regular season where our guy cody is going to be there he says pumped to join you boys here in vegas at circa for the game also i'm now a diehard boys free shirt is on the way baby let's go, let's go cody let's go. cody you're uh, awesome thank you so much for rolling with us hit us the thumbs up on the way out we'll be back tomorrow with our final picks of the weekend 11 a.m stay tuned on YouTube. See ya. Flying cotton